Welcome to the Student Affairs Spectacular, the weekly podcast giving you a front row seat to the greatest student affairs show on earth. And now your ringmasters, Tom Kriegelstein and Dustin Ramsdell. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of the Student Affairs Spectacular podcast. Dustin here. Uh, this is episode number 26 with Josie and Lloyd Alquist. Uh, so we've had Josie on the podcast before. She was one of our first episodes. Uh, she was a great guest, so we're happy to have her back. But we also welcome her husband, uh, Lloyd Alquist, who is better known as Epic Lloyd in the YouTube circles of epic rap battles of history fame. Uh, I personally am a fan and have watched many of the rap battles. Uh, so it was really uh, pretty awesome to have Lloyd on and uh, share his expertise and knowledge from being a part, uh, big part of the YouTube community um, and Josie bringing in her expertise as always uh, and her insight with social media and uh, online video and higher ed and student affairs and all that good stuff. So having both of them uh, share their thoughts on the topic of YouTube and college students uh, was really awesome and really great. So I really appreciate both of them taking some time out to chat with me about that. Um, but there's just a lot of great morsels about something I know Josie has blogged about and spoke about a lot. Um, we're sort of capturing it in this form uh, as well about how the YouTube generation is not coming to college. They're already here. Um, the students that are in your residence halls and on your campus are people who uh, really engage a lot with a lot of the videos on YouTube. And uh, uh, Lloyd really simply put it best that every student knows what YouTube is. They watch YouTube. They um, share the videos on YouTube. And some, perhaps more than others, um, can perhaps really uh, engage in that community and really identify with it. And who knows, you may even have a YouTube uh, famous student on your campus right now that you don't even know about. So um, go find them and go embrace them, celebrate them, and uh, you're going to really benefit from that because like we said, it, uh, or like we talked about in the episode, it's really just something that's um, happening in a big way right now. So uh, I will not delay this awesome episode any further, but uh, please enjoy this episode number 26 with Josie and Lloyd Alquist. Hello. What's up? <laughs> yes. Hey, um, thank you both for uh, jumping on and doing this real quick. I really appreciate it. Yeah. For sure. Uh, looks like everything's going well. How's the new job? It is good. Yeah. It's uh, kind of a it's a dreary day today if you're in Maine. You could, it's always got a little bit cold and like gray sometimes right now. But uh, when the weather's nice, it's really nice. And then everyone's been like really welcoming and it's like cool, like exploring a new area and stuff. And um, pretty close to my family too. So it's, uh, it's pretty great. Cool. What part of Maine are you in? Uh, I'm in Bangor, Maine, so it's like right in central Maine, uh, near Bar Harbor. So, um, yeah, it's, pretty, it's a very nice area. Just a lot of trees. So, <laughs> it's different than what I'm used to. Like, just like kind of being a little bit away from civilization. But, um, how's it all? Because you're like New York area, right? <laughs> Most of it, yeah, like at Rutgers, right by uh, New York City. And then, uh, I guess it's like, I grew up in Delaware. It's a lot like Delaware, I guess. Like, it's not a whole lot of things around, but enough is like everything you need. But, I mean, there's yeah. like, just over a million people in the state of Maine, and there's just under a million people in May, or, uh, Delaware. Um, so, both of them are sort of sparsely populated. But, um, so how, how's everything going with you all? I know, you're like, Joe, you like went to uh, like VidCon, so that's sort of relevant to our conversation. How is that? Yeah, I mean, I've gone for four years, so this is the first year I actually was like a 
I was part of it. Like mm. I actually paid for my, my pass, I guess, <laughs> like, like I, I actually gave some effort, um, more than just hanging out. So it was really cool. Yeah. I can talk about it more when we start yeah. you might hear our dog running around he's not a barker but yeah you hear weird running <laughs> or if you see me looking at something it's him <laughs> yeah, i was like is there something going on over there but, i tried to um, take him for a long walk but cool. he's a puppy yeah maybe, maybe um, we'll take away the squeaky toy <laughs> uh, yeah, that might be a good idea. Um, and uh, yeah, so yeah, just thank you both for for doing this. And uh, yeah, so we're talking uh, about because like, we already talked about like digital identity and social media stuff before. So this, I think, will um, be interesting to kind of focus in on one more uh, component of that with YouTube and just like online video and stuff. So um, just as we always do, uh, just quick introductions to start off. Just give kind of um, brief synopsis of uh, your story thus far and kind of where you are now. So I'm Josie Alquist. I am a third year doctoral student at California Lutheran University. I'm a doc candidate, ABD. So I start collecting data this month for my dissertation, which is looking at how college student leaders use social media, their experiences in college, and then specifically what it's like as a leader um, balancing social media and if they're using it strategically in their positions and thinking about long-term career advancement. So I'm excited about that. I've worked in higher ed for 10 years um, within the student affairs, student activities side. Um, and that's kind of how I met Lloyd too, which is fun. And, uh, my name's Lloyd. I'm, uh, Josie's husband. Um, and online, I'm, I'm called Epic Lloyd and I'm one of the creators of Epic Rap Battles of History, my friend Pete and I. And, uh, uh, yeah, I have a YouTube channel, just about like 11 million subscribers on that one. And then my own channel has about 600,000 subscribers and I've been in the comedy game in the comedy game uh, for like uh, almost 12 years. Uh, yeah, I've been doing the rap battles and online stuff for about three now, four. Um, and yeah, I guess I, I just have to say too, I, I appreciate you uh, jumping on here to kind of add to the conversation and I can just gush for like two seconds. I've watched a lot of the epic rap battles of history. They're super awesome and it's great to sort of virtually meet you. But um, and yeah, just having you be able to kind of give your uh, perspective on this uh, kind of conversation and everything. And I think just um, to kind of get everybody up to speed and everything, the, the first kind of question, I guess, that uh, was on my mind, I guess, and both of you can add in, I guess, where you, where you see fit of just like, it's a very new thing, online video and like all the great content coming out on YouTube. Like, what do you feel like is, how could you kind of capture, I guess, the status of it right now in terms of like the, the funding, the kind of people creating things and the platforms and all that, like, where is it at now? Obviously from where it was before, you know, even just, you know, less than an, a decade ago, I guess, like where, where is it now? I guess that it is something that we're talking about really seriously. Yeah, it's definitely, um, I mean, YouTube is firmly, I, I guess YouTube would be like another network. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. there's, uh, ABC and ABC owns, you know, uh, or ESPN and Disney's ABC and like all these other channels that network. So YouTube is like firmly in my mind, another network. And then I think in terms of like what, where it's going, everything is coming together. So there are all these, we just hosted this interactive 
Emmy Awards thing the other day and it's awards for all these, you know, like a two screen experience or every show, whether it's Game of Thrones or like, um, you know, Breaking Bad or The Walking Dead, they all have these online parts to them. So online video, whether people in the mainstream really know it or not, they might not feel like it is, but it's it's really become like just a a part of the way people ingest entertainment now. And there's certainly no going back from it. I think the days of sort of watching a TV show when it comes on are sort of going away, except for things like, you know, f- like sporting events and stuff. And it, it is kind of nice to watch, you know, you s- snuggle up and you watch The Walking Dead together or whatever. <laughs> but I think people are, especially the younger generation, are much more used to and inclined to being able to watch what they want when they want to watch it. And I think that's what really what online video brought to the table and it's going to like take into the future. I kind of see that with higher ed seeing as a legitimate source and a tool. And I mean, I know even for me, it's, you know, it's, it's easy to start a new Twitter account, but to start a YouTube channel, that's more than just liking or favoriting or sharing that you're actually creating content takes a lot more work and money and, and talent. So as it becomes more legit, legitimized and, you know, you can see the value added, uh, I would think in the future you would start to see uh, positions hopefully looking for people that can edit or shoot or, you know, have those skills that were just like, you know, for, I don't know, a director level, you need to know how to do assessment. Mm -hmm. So now if, if a department's built in social media and maybe specifically YouTube and their strategy in engaging with students and telling the story, then they're going to need that talent that you can't just happen to have a student worker that's in your office that one year knows how to do that. Cause that's, you know, that's their major, but then you lose them the next year. Like we need to build it into our infrastructure if we want to make it part of any kind of strategy in higher ed. Yeah. And yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. And I, I've always, I, I feel like that way too, just like with both of you have said, but like watching what I want, when I want it, and like those kind of on demand things, like there's, there's so much out there and I subscribe to a lot of different like YouTube channels that have all sorts of different video. And I think it like, there's great stuff to share, but being able to create stuff and put it out there that's relevant to your audience, like you're saying in higher ed is sort of like where those things come together. Um, and again, and just also sort of getting like a lay of the land. Do you, what sort of stuff is, is out there right now? I get like it's there's educational stuff out there, and I watch a lot of that stuff. And I guess that's where that whole that the whole network we just can I guess call YouTube that. But um, so there's like there's all sorts of content. I think people don't know that it's not just viral videos and like funny cat thing, you know, cat videos and stuff. Like there's legitimate stuff out there, right? Like just to confirm, it, yeah. Um, I guess what what do you guess is like what is some of the um, the good stuff that I guess that you know is out there right now for both of you that I guess if you want to highlight educational stuff or just fun stuff that's out there for people to just kind of acknowledge all the great stuff that's out there. There's this, if you like educational stuff, there's a site called CBG Gray that I really like. I think it's CBG Gray. And he's just a dude who like explains stuff. Like he like explains like where'd coffee come from and, and like what's the difference between, you know, England Great Britain or blank or, you know, how did blood types happen? Um, and he just does it in a very entertaining, cool way. And he's got a, like a, you never really see the guy's face. It's just all like sort of animated, but I think it's a really fun 
uh, site in terms of it's educational. The other thing I watch is I do a lot like, like we guys were just talking about. I do a lot of editing and there's a, a site that's just, it's called like, I think it's called Mahalo and it's just pro tools. Um, and pro tools is, is a, is an editing program, a music editing program. And it's just a pro tools tutorials all over the place from mm. everything really complex stuff to just the, the simplest keystrokes and it's just so useful because it's not the type of thing that I sit down and watch when you know every day or once a week or whatever but when I'm editing and I can't figure something out I just type it in and it's right there no matter what it is and that's just so helpful like before you know five six seven years ago you'd be like looking in a book or trying to call someone and you'd really be stuck and now it's like you just throw it in there and you're and you're good to go yeah i mean i think there's a niche for just about anything so there's a girl um her youtube channel is called i talk apple and so she's talking about apple products and giving reviews and giving how to's and then you've got you know the big ones like khan academy and crash course and i think the vlog brothers do another kind of spin off to that and green does hank and john green i mean they're educators like when you not by trade but like when you hear them talk in person or watch some of their videos, like they speak the language of student affairs. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they get, they understand like starting to use YouTube and to respect the audience in a way to like build community, engage and create content that's going to make people better people, you know, in whatever slice of that, that is. So that gets me excited. <laughs> yeah. Cause I think the one that you might, cause I know it's like just fun facts and stuff. It's a uh, mental floss. I know they have uh, think, mm-hmm. uh, Hank John Green, they do that one and I've watched that, but um, yeah, and we'll, we'll, we'll try, I'll look up all these channels and stuff just so people, if they're, they're interested, they can uh, find it in the show notes. But um, yeah, there's just, I, I think it is like, there's just so much learning happening out there on YouTube. If it's just, yeah, like fun facts, if it's kind of just, you know, kind of things people are curious about or tutorials and all that. So um, well, I, what I think is great is it can be supplemental. So like in mm-hmm. a training or in the classroom, I mean, we've even gotten messages from history teachers that show rap battles, oh, yeah. you know, even as young as like seventh or eighth grade, because it's like that could really hammer on a point about, you know, a specific historical figure that, you know, then's going to make the class laugh and then they can get back to maybe, you know, the nitty gritty of like writing up a book report or something, you know? Yeah. So it allows this new form of multimedia and and edutainment that I think our society is more drawn to. Yeah. And I guess, I mean, in terms of, I guess, if you know any figures about like viewership and everything, but if you can kind of capture, what do you think, you know, because this is, I guess, like the, the crux of what we're talking about is what do you what do you think is. YouTube's influence on college students, like, you know, how many of them are viewing or how much are they viewing? If you have any like ideas of that, but maybe just sort of on a very macro sense, what do you feel like the influence is on college students since, you know, student affairs folks are, you know, working with them? I mean, I think that every college student watches YouTube Mm -hmm. on some level. I mean, or I would say the mass majority of them. There's YouTube and then, you know, that you have your, your sort of Uber fans who are kind of like YouTubers and that's, you know, a smaller slice of that pie, I would think of guys who really feel like they can connect. And I feel like the difference between, you know, there's YouTube people who watch YouTube and they pass around funny videos, maybe you saw it, maybe you didn't. And I think in that age group, that culture is certainly built in there. Nobody, nobody's going to be like, what are you talking about? What's YouTube? <laughs> um, but then there are YouTubers. And I think those are the people who really engage and feel as though that they're part of a community. They have a, a social connection to 
the channel or the 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 the, the, the shows that they watch, and, and probably even other YouTubers at other places. Um, and that you know, obviously a smaller degree, but yeah, it's it's. And if it's not YouTube, it's Snapchat or Vine or you know. I think there are other there are other social media. So I, YouTube as social media is a weird term. I'm not sure if I think it is social media, but maybe it is. But um, other things are popping up very quickly. Right. You know, even like Facebook is kind of getting old. Twitter is even almost kind of getting old. Um, so people want something to be involved in. So they're just they're getting involved in one other thing or the other. Yeah. And I think it has a little bit to do with the culture of watching and viewing content digitally and maybe not even watching TV at all. Like there's definitely a culture of I only watch content on YouTube and Mm -hmm. just watch shows that way. So I think that's a newer piece for like high schoolers and maybe freshmen and sophomores that are that's just built into their entertainment source so they're going to be talking about different types of shows like the fine brothers or you know other and and as a professional you may have no idea who those are or viners that like people they're kind of you know like i guess i don't know quote unquote stars to them so so it's 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 understanding that young um well and even i think it's trending into older like 20s and 30s um they're viewing content differently and um and wanting to view it at at different sources as far as their phones their ipads like on the go whatever um i think that's the biggest shift and then for me what i see that hasn't been studied is trying to see what the impact is more than just subscribers or how long somebody watches a video it's well what's the impact like community self-expression self-identity are some of these people that are drawn to youtube maybe needing to build that community beyond their local area because maybe how they identify they don't see people like them around them so they find that online Mm -hmm. um and i don't i can't find a lot of research out there about it so it's definitely kind of long-term interests um as far as like youtube and its bigger impact yeah yeah because i mean these videos are being viewed by people all over the world and if you're like connecting with people about them i feel like that definitely would have an influence on college students where you're just having this larger worldview or you know videos about stuff that matters kind of thing so i feel like yeah there's i'm sure like at some point like it, like it's always kind of delayed which is always a shame where it's like we need it now like we want to do stuff with like research about youtube now but like it'll take years to like you know uh, study all this kind of stuff but and I guess like in this way, I don't know, like, because you were mentioning like people using uh, epic rap battles in the uh, in the classroom. And uh, Lloyd, I don't know, have you had any other sort of interactions in that way of things people have gotten from the stuff you're putting out there or utilizing them in different ways, just like audience interactions based on the, the YouTube stuff that you've been putting out? Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot. I mean, 11 million people and is a lot of people. It feels <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't really register, but there's a lot of people. So we get, you know, we definitely have, um, teachers who are like, yeah, I became the cool teacher in my class when I showed the Russian battle and, or, you know, thanks so much for, you know, making these videos. And some of them have bad language. So some teachers can use them and some teachers can't, but some teachers can, you know, there's private schools or college stuff like that. And they'll show them. And I think it's cool. Or even like some of my high school friends who are teachers now are like, I just became the coolest eighth grade teacher because, you know, but I think it also stems into like some, some kids are, are, are making parodies of the rap battles or, 
are making their own rap videos because they're inspired by the rap battles. And I think that's something that that's worth mentioning as well too. You know, you know, maybe you're not teaching them about history, but you're giving them, you're showing them that you can do it, you know, cause me and Pete weren't big time editors when we started. We weren't big time really anything when we started and it, it, it really worked out for us in a cool way. So that happens. You have kids doing like karaoke reenactment versions at their, you know, at their high school talent. Yeah. Their talent or Greek life, you know, things. And so they're jumping up on stage and, and feeling like they, they, they're a part of something. I think, I think when they feel like they're a part of something, it really helps. You know, one of the things we do in the live shows is we just put, you know, we ask who in the audience wants to wrap it with us and, and you know, Pete will play, you know, Steve Jobs, and then he'll just bring a kid up on stage to to, and to rap the part of Bill Gates, you know, and they know all the words, and it's really cool. So, mm-hmm. I think it's it's cool for people to feel like they're a part of something, and that that's something that people look for. Yeah. Okay. Something else we found was um, just how much content they drive into the lyrics. Um, And I think Pete talked about it, how it's like the SAT. So they have like really high level stuff that only a few people are going to get. And then, you know, it's, there's the bottom level stuff that like everyone will understand. And I think what they found is, and what's exciting as it relates to like curriculum and pedagogy and whatever is, is I think this younger generation is interested in doing research on their own, like, mm-hmm. like self-motivated. So let's say they say a word or some fact that they don't know, they're going to go online and Google it. And then all of a sudden maybe find a new passion or interest area just because they kind of got inspired in a cool way through rap battles. And now maybe all of a sudden they want to go into engineering. I don't know. Like how cool would that be? <laughs> but, but it's like, it's like a little nugget that they can kind of push them, but not tell them to do it. Um, just based upon something that kind of perked their interest. Yeah, when we did uh, we did Blackbeard versus Al Capone, and, and this and he says this line, uh, "Rap so hard, call me Al Dente," and then somebody sent us a, a picture like the search, the search for Al Dente like tripled or like went up by like nine hundred percent on whatever online dictionary was, uh, just because because you're like, "What's Al Dente?" and they looked it up which is very cool. You know, you can do that. If, if you don't know exactly what something is, you just type it in and then you learn. And it's like a game. It's almost like a weird Easter egg hunt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think there's a website just for explaining yeah. every lyric. What is that? Called? Rap genius. Rap genius. I think they do it for <laughs> other rappers too. Yeah, right. Um, and then they have like a, not the Wikipedia, but like the. Forum, wiki. Yeah. A wiki, like community. And mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's so fascinating. Just like the two big components of like, yeah, like a community around it. Yeah. Like if it's like a wiki, people just came together and created like an encyclopedia about all the rap battles or, yeah, like people kind of, yeah, like the live shows and creating like a community and people getting like excited and bonding over this thing or, you know, yeah, being inspired because like, I don't know what that is. And I'll look it up and learning happening from like these kind of videos. So it's it's really great to hear. now, like moving into uh, maybe some like actual items or just uh, stuff for student affairs professionals, like, you know, just starting off, what do you think is uh, generally the potential for YouTube for college? You know, like if that was like it's own, like just really built up entity like YouTube for college, what would be um, maybe some of the outcomes for that? If it's like maximizing the stuff that's already out there, or what do you think you've seen work really well, like people putting stuff out there, you know, if it's a college page or what have you? Um, I, I think it, 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 there's lots of different 
opportunity there. You know, like if I'm a freshman and I, I went to UMass Amherst, if I was a freshman and, you know, maybe if there were videos of like just anything top to bottom about that specific college, like what's the fastest way to get from Southwest to Butterfield, which are like two different parts of campus mm-hmm. or like, yeah. yeah, you know, or like, or, or, I don't know, like tips that make life easier. I think things like that would be cool or, you know, um, Hey, I'm a, I'm a theater major and I want, who are the good teachers in your opinion? Like anything from like videos produced by the college itself or like a network of kids who vlog about their college experience at that particular place would be cool. I feel like a college, if it was, if it really had its act together would be, have a situation and an infrastructure that would encourage kids to vlog about their campus and then connect those kids and, and almost, and, and back them. You know what I mean? If there was a program, even a program that was, you know, making, if you're like, I went to UMass and I was a theater major and I never learned what a casting director was. I never learned how to do an audition. I never learned any of that, which was, a, you know, I feel like a failure on their part. Um, but I feel like if you're, if you're growing up and you're, if you're a college system and you have a, a media department or you, you have an editing department or if you have a acting or, or something like that department, you must work that stuff into your curriculum because that's what the world is doing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I feel like if you're, if you're an acting major, these social media things are your tools. People are sharing their reels on YouTube. So you should be, you should learn what the difference between 720 and 1080i is in terms of, you know, in terms of uh, resolution, you should learn what the difference between a QuickTime file and a dot, you know, an MP4 is. You should learn these things because you're going to get thrown out into the real world. And then, you know, if you're an actor and you don't have a, if you can't share your reel, then you're going to get left behind. If your audio doesn't work on your video, you're going to get left behind. So there's all these, it's like a spider web of reasons why the the colleges need to get in touch. And the problem is that the kids who are 13 know a hell of a lot more than the people who are in the college system. You know, they know what to, you know, they know how to crack the back end of Vine so that you can edit your Vine videos on your phone. Mm. So there's a, there's some work to be done. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think that's always kind of the culture clash in higher ed. Like certain institutions are more nimble than others, but YouTube and Vine can change within a day. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's difficult to always, you know, be able to keep up with that. But going back to the content creation, I think college students are the most interested and invested in themselves as peers. So being able to properly train and give and empower students to be able to create content. Um, and if you yourself can't teach them, you know, how to edit or shoot a video using those campus resources to do so. And again, I think, you know, so for some campuses, even handing over their Twitter account to college students might, you know, be a lump in the throat. So I know it takes some time, um, but that that's where I would say, I think hear hear what they want to see. And, and, and campuses are such, especially if they're like a traditional on campus for your experience, like that's your selling point is your physical structure and location. So I worked at a campus before. Um, and I think it was like number one or two, the reasons why freshmen would, would go there was because of their campus tour. They were so impressed with the visual aspects of the campus. So how you can then translate that to YouTube. So it's showing the residence hall rooms and it's like, you know, 
filming stuff from the bluff and there's a sunset, you know, and you can see the ocean and, you know, like tapping into that emotional and the physical components of campus life. If the goal is to get students there, I think it's different when you actually get them on campus and how to retain them. And then the last piece would be then how to engage alumni and maybe bring in, you know, work with development. So there could be like three different purposes for using YouTube. And I think a channel would just need to figure out what that is and stick with that instead of trying to be everything. Yeah. Yeah, they could like kind of maximize you know, what they think works well. Because I feel like the uh, the visual thing, like I totally get that. And I know that I've heard from a lot of people that they um, just just posting like nice pictures of campus always gets the most like likes, and so especially for like alumni pages because they're like, oh man, I miss campus, and like yeah, and like that's the way. And if it is like showing like yeah, like videos, or if it's because uh, I feel like now my brain's like firing with ideas for all that kind of stuff. But yeah, like you could do Google Hangouts with alumni, and like they would talk to people and be like, oh, this is what I'm doing like how I did it or um, those kind of things. But um, yeah, and I really like the idea that you said, Lloyd, of like backing and like celebrating if people are vlogging about their experiences and having like a page to curate all that would be um, like a really good actionable idea, I think, for folks. And um, yeah, and then just, yeah. I think there's some campuses that don't realize they probably already have YouTubers on their campus that are producing content and might be influencers. So I won't call out his name, but he is going to at a going to a university in Texas and he has millions of followers and he's going to be a senior. I don't think his campus realizes he's doing YouTube videos <laughs> and they are globally popular. Wow. And it's not that he feels like he needs to use that to, you know, like be popular and or successful in his classes. But, um, it might be a good idea just to see if your campus has a college student already producing that content and just pick their brain because mm-hmm. yeah. they're in it already. Yeah, that is, and um, yeah, that would be crazy. We're just like, I think I remember there's like some uh, young woman on uh, Twitter that's like like super popular on Twitter, just kind of like you're like Twitter famous and all that, and but she's just a regular college student, but just like just put a lot of good stuff out there that people liked, and it was one of those like just funny tweets that got shared a whole bunch and everything, and you know who knows? It's like it's like oh, they they go here, that's interesting. Like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. and then I think just the other thing to highlight for people, I think, is like, um, you know, perhaps like career services work, you know, workshops on YouTube lingo and techniques and all that stuff. Because I think that like what you're saying, like that is really useful and helpful for people that they would be up to speed on that kind of stuff. So um, I think that's some good actionable things for for people. So, um, yeah, I guess just uh, yeah, for the sake of time, because I think we're, we're getting to about uh, the right amount of time here. Um, just any kind of final thoughts or takeaways that you'd want to just kind of send everybody off with if it's um, maybe just a call to action or a resource to look up or anything that you just want to share as we kind of wrap up the episode. Um, YouTube.com slash ERB. Uh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I, I would say is um, if I had any advice for, you know, places of higher education that are interested in working with social media, they need to be ready to change their perspective a, a bit in terms of how they view their outward voice because there's it's much, much harder now to separate and to quiet people. You know, if you're if you're an educational place and, and you wanna harness social media, you need to be ready for people to be very honest back and for feedback to be very honest and very transparent and if 
you're in a position where you want to try to squash that, then you're going to have a really uphill battle because that's the sort of pathos of this generation is they can say what they want and they can get the information that they want when they want and they can they can find the truth. Mm. It's like the X-Files. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, so <laughs> I think that uh, I think that I, but I think that's an opportunity for campuses. I think that's an opportunity to get some real honest feedback on the students level, you know. So if they if, if they can find out whatever the best way to um, use that to their advantage and it will probably be different for every college, but whatever the best way to use that to their advantage is, is where they should go. You know, that's the direction they should, you know, whether it's like, you know, let's do a poll of what people think of the food and, you know, people are going to be real honest. And then why is the food that way, you know, or why do they feel that way? You know, um, all the way up to, you know, sports or, you know, I went to a concert last night and I certainly had some notes for the way that they have operated their venue that I would, yeah. <laughs> they ran out of everything. It was yeah. so sad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I guess that would be, you know, that would be my, my closing thoughts in terms of the higher education system and using social media to, to work in, in its best interest. Yeah. yeah, you definitely have to make it, you know, take the robotics out of it. They got to know a real person is behind those tweets. And if there is a frustrated tweet back that you are open to engage or you know the skills to get that to a face-to-face conversation that it's a means to create the relationships and connections and not to block down when the message isn't exactly, you know, what what you prefer. Um, my final piece is something that I talked about at ACPA, my Pachaka Chak, is that, I don't know, remember if that's how you say it. Um, it's just, I think, opening people's eyes to know that, you know, YouTube is more than just watching videos or sharing videos out there, local in different countries, and then they're finally meeting in person, and then they're becoming really close friends. And for me, that's just really exciting that it can be a conduit. Like, like being a big fan of a channel could lead to something more significant. Just like being a college student, you're meeting, you know, your future maid of honor, which happened to me, you know. That's what happens, right? So now YouTube and, and social media in general, it, it's allowing for these global connections. And I just think that's really exciting. And so then with YouTube, when you also add on the layer that we can educate people a different way in a way that maybe their learning style is more, you know, it can it can sponge that up quicker. I think that's a way, a reason why to look at YouTube more than just cat videos um, or whatnot, that there's, there's a lot of great potential in there. And so, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. And I just really, I really enjoy kind of what you both sort of capture is like to, to not fight against it, like embrace it, accept it, celebrate it. And, um, you know, yeah, like really just kind of plug into that because there's so many great outcomes. Like you're saying, there's like global communities being created and connections uh, forged and a lot of great learning happening on there. So it's really, I think, a, a great resource that people should really not be dismissive about, like look at it, like accept it and kind of uh, absorb all the good stuff that's out there. Cause it's definitely, um, yeah, I think it's, it's the wave of the future. It's new media, it's all this stuff online. So um, yeah, uh, and I, I think we have a lot of great resources here, great YouTube channels, and um, we'll definitely have a lot of ways to connect with you all um, yeah, at Prograph Battle stuff and then all your social media and the uh, show notes. So definitely encourage everybody to check that stuff out. And 
Um, thank you, both of you, for uh, hanging out for a little bit and doing this episode. I really appreciate it. It's a lot of good stuff. Awesome. Thanks cool. for having us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Have a great day. Thank you so much. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode of the Student Affairs Spectacular Podcast. As always, please leave us your comments and feedback for the podcast. It really helps us out. Give us any ideas for guests or topics for the episodes. We really appreciate it.